Hey guys, I'm so excited to be with you all this Monday. Uh, I'm a part of a missions movement called One Voice Student Missions. We've been reaching public schools for 10 years. Uh, if you'd love more information just about who we are, what we do, or you love to sow into what God's doing, you can visit www.ovsm.com. I just want to jump into my message uh, today. If you remember a few weeks back, I started a series on emotions and feelings, and today I'm actually going to be preaching uh, something I'm titling the gospel of anxiety. You know what you're thinking, gospel of anxiety, how does it even make sense? I'm going to explain it to you in a moment. Um, right before I actually was, was, was preaching this, I was singing that song, um, don't worry about a thing because every little thing is going to be all right. I don't know if you have heard that before. If you're in your house right now, I'm going to give you maybe 10 seconds just to sing it really quick. Okay, never mind. I want to jump into, um, into this morning, and I just want to open up with something that I covered a few weeks back, and it's this, that your emotions slash your feelings are a gauge, not a guide. Um, your feelings make an amazing follower, but a terrible leader. Uh, so again, I spoke a few weeks back on something called the gospel of feelings, and kind of my whole um, basis of that message was how we in today's culture and today's generation, we have a gospel that is based on feelings and not faith. But this sort of Christianity is only going to produce uh, a, a walk in your life that is by your sight and not by your faith, which is contrary to the Bible. And in a culture that is ruled with anger, disunity, more than ever, we must put on the lenses of faith. No longer can we be led just by emotions. And I want to encourage you this morning, that you would dethrone the idols of yourself off of your hearts and you would allow Jesus this morning to sit on the throne of your heart. And I know this sounds very mystical, this sounds very spiritual, but I'm going to explain in a moment this is actually very practical. I feel like a lot of times in, in Christian communities and circles and even a little bit more in kind of the charismatic streams, we make change very spiritual. And, and, and it is in so many ways, but it is also equally practical. There are things that you could be doing in your life to defeat uh, these, these issues that you've been going through. And so I actually want to walk you through a little bit of what the gospel of anxiety um, means. You know, I've been preaching for uh, going on 11 years uh, now in campuses, and I have seen over these last two, three, four years, more than ever, more than the, the almost 14 years of salvation that I've had, uh, 11 years of preaching, I have seen more than ever people grow to follow more of their feelings than they are their faith, especially in the church. I have witnessed, um, I have witnessed people with anxiety. I've witnessed people with fear. I've witnessed people whose emotions has actually robbed relationships from their life. It has robbed joy from their life. It has taken away their jobs. It has caused breakups in their families. Their emotions get to a place where it's so uncontrollable, so unbearable that everything they hold dear is lost. And this is why this morning I want to combine about this with simple truth. This is why I don't want to just kind of sweep this under the carpet. This is a real thing going on in the body of Christ today. And this, it, it's, it's, it's that anxiety in today's culture is, is now beginning to rule over faith. It's beginning to rule even over the word of God. And I hope after today's message, you understand that God has a prescription for this problem. You see, gospel, I don't know if you knew this, but that word gospel actually means good news <clears throat> or good story. Um, and here's what's crazy is what you think is good is what you think will be true. Like, what does that mean? See, when, when, you, when you think, I don't know if you've ever been to a restaurant before that you absolutely love. Anybody been to a restaurant that you love? Anybody? Okay. <clears throat> if you ever go to a restaurant that you love 
and you tried something that you absolutely like, you are 100%, if you're like me, you are either all in or you're all out. There is no in between for you. If you go to a restaurant, you like the chicken sandwich, you will, you will stay true to that sandwich until the day you die. That's just how I am. I am a loyal Chick-fil-A advocate for the rest of my life. Chick-fil-A, lemonade, and in and out but I would say five guys might be in and out, but that's up to debate. I don't know. I got some, I got some haters up in the room. But anyways, when, when you go to a restaurant and you've eaten and you've eaten and you've eaten at this restaurant and you've, you've already decided this is the best restaurant, you've decided this place is good. No other place can match up. That has become true to you. It's the same when you accept certain realities of your life. And I feel like for most people, when they come to grips of discovering the emotions that they're going through or the feelings that they go through, that is where they stop. So all of a sudden you're battling these fears and all of a sudden you're like, oh man, it's actually insecurity. There's, it's anxiety. It's fear. Coming to the understanding of what you're feeling is only phase one of what God wants to do. If you stop there, you'll never break into freedom. I hope this makes sense. If you, believe, if you believe that your anxiety will be your reality forever, I got better news for you. It doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to walk in anxiety. You don't have to walk in fear. You don't have to walk overtaken by your emotions every single flipping day, okay? Sadly, we teach, check this out. Sadly, we teach people to live with their issues and their problems, and we teach people to tame their behavior instead of giving them tools to completely see them set free. This is where I would say most believers are not actually free. They've just learned behavior modifications around certain other people. I don't know if you've ever known someone like that. They get around you and all of a sudden they're, they, they're, they're different, but they go home and they're still an inward struggle. They have learned behavior modifications. They haven't learned who the sun sets free is free indeed. They're, that's a big difference. Now, some of you who've struggled even with anxiety attacks, or you have fear, and, and that's your narrative, right? And this is what you believe. I want to tell you, you may have thought, man, the good news is I know now what I struggle with. That's, that's the good news for me. But guess what? There's better news. You don't just have to know what you struggle with. You can actually be set free from it. And I'm not going to get into all the, the debates of what goes on, you know, scientifically. I'm, I'm, I'm simply talking right now of the emotions that come with fear and anxiety and the results that come with fear and anxiety. I don't know if you're like me, but whenever I've been plagued with anxiety, I make up a thousand scenarios, which none of them are true. I don't know if you're like me at all. All of a sudden, you, you take a situation that is so small and you've blown it up to full capacity and everything you've blown it up to be is absolutely 100% false. Now, I want to give you some good news is the Bible actually speaks of worry and it speaks of anxiety. And what I love about this is the Bible doesn't sweep these emotions under the rug. The Bible doesn't say, oh, we don't want to talk about that. I don't know if you've ever been in some circles and they're like, oh man, I'm just struggling with anxiety. Well, go pray. That's great. You can go pray 100% absolutely, but there's actually scripture and tools that Jesus gives. And I love this because Jesus, when he was, when he was fasting and praying for 40 days to totally annihilate, I mean, all grip of anything on his life, I love this. He doesn't just go to prayer. He combats the very lies of the enemy with truth. I love this. He brings the word of God. Now check this out. The Bible speaks of worry. It speaks of anxiety. The Bible doesn't deny it. The Bible tackles it head on. And I want you to get this. Unchecked worry and unchecked, such as unchecked worry 
is like an unchecked bully. It beats your mind down, then invites his friend anxiety to get the last kick. Worry and anxiety, right? They work hand in hand. I don't know if you've ever been bullied before. And worry, worry and anxiety are different. Let me explain the difference. Worry is often caused by the realistic, specific concerns which revolve around a problem. Some of you may say, man, I don't have rent money. Guess what? That's not anxiety. That's reality. You don't have rent money. Some of you may say, man, I need to lose 10 pounds. That's not anxiety. You really need to lose 10 pounds. That's not the devil. I mean, I'm in that boat too. Worry is very different. Worry is when there's an actual problem that you're consumed with. Anxiety, though, is a little bit different. Anxiety doesn't always have an explanation to your thoughts. And it can be completely irrational or vague. And those thoughts can linger for an ex extended periods of time and can even impact your life negatively. This is why someone that is completely submerged in anxiety, they're the most miserable people for themselves and to be around. If you've ever known someone who's plagued with anxiety, you're sitting there like, oh my gosh, you literally have bought into everything that is not true. I got news for you today. You can be set free. Worry and anxiety affect our bodies in different ways. You, we know this, but there's a, there's a remedy. There is an antidote, and I want to give this to you today. You can see that both worry and anxiety are never God's will for your life. I want you to know something, because I heard this terrible theology years ago, that God will give you anxiety, or God will give you worry to draw you closer to him. No good father would ever wound their child only to mend the wound. That's not how God operates. He's not saying, let me plague you with anxiety, so then you want me. Anxiety is a result of a fallen nature. Anxiety is a result of, of, of sin. Anxiety, fear, worry, these are emotions that have come into the world with sin, right? If you look at Adam, there was not one ounce of anxiety, insecurity, fear, or doubt in him until he ate of the fruit. And you can see here, all throughout Scripture, since Adam, different men in the Bible, this is, the, this is also good news, different men in the Bible that God used struggled with fear and anxiety. You take Moses. This guy was worried that he wouldn't speak well enough. You take Gideon, fearful that he wouldn't be able to actually to win the battle. You take Peter. Peter was in, Peter it was his own, his own kind of crazy. But you look at Peter and he, I feel like he, there's this moment where he's fearful when Jesus says, man, I'm going to go and do this. Peter's like, no, you're not. And Jesus rebukes him. I mean, Peter was fearful at moments and he was one of the greatest preachers in the book of Acts. No, I'm not a doctor and I can't prescribe medicine to you through this Monday morning. But what I can prescribe is truth. And here's what I want to give you this morning. Matthew 6, 25. For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat, what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body and more than clothing. Here in Matthew, we are, we are literally, I mean, this is amazing. We are told not to worry about the things of this world. Let me go to Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts. Do you understand that the peace of God is the very thing that guards your heart? It's just this peace that surpasses your ability to understand it. 
We live in a culture today that longs to understand everything. It's what the internet's done to us, right? We want to try to understand everything. Guess what? You may not fully understand how the gospel works. It doesn't make sense that a man who's sitting on death row for murder, all of a sudden with one prayer can see his heart change. Doesn't make sense. The Bible says to those who are perishing, the cross is foolishness. There's not all the time you're going to have an explanation, right? But the Bible says the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, that is what's going to guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 1 Peter 5, 7, it says, cast all of your anxiety on him. I love this because it, it acknowledges that we as human beings have anxiety. Cast all of your anxiety on him because he cares for you. How about this? How about Psalms 94, 19? When my anxious thoughts multiply within me. I feel like some of you need to read the scripture with me. Psalms 94, 19. When my anxious thoughts multiply within me, your consolation delights my soul. Oh, so beautiful. How about Proverbs 12, 25? Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but a good word makes it glad. Can I give you one more? Ecclesiastics 11, verse 10. So remove grief and anger from your heart and put away pain from your body because childhood and the prime of life are fleeting. We can see that anxiety has robbed so much of our culture. And what I want to do is I want to pray with you. See, when I was younger, I used to battle a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear. This is why I have done my best as a believer to not tolerate that in my life or you know, I really want to believe for the breakthrough in the lives of others. I would, when I was younger, I was, you know, from the abuse that I had grown up with, I would sit at maybe about the age of nine years old, 10 years old, 12 years old, 13 years old, even 15 years old. I would sit in my room and I would, I would hold myself and I would rock and I would scream in so much torment. I was so plagued with anxiety. I was so plagued with fear. I was so plagued with insecurity. This is why when I became a believer, there was this, this thought of mine, of why would I want anything from this old life in this new life? I mean, if I was going to live in anxiety and insecure and fear, then I might as well have just stayed not saved. There's no point in me bringing all this old baggage in, 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 into, into my relationship with God. And maybe you're like me and you've struggled with that. Maybe you're watching this and you've struggled with depression and you've just accepted that you're going to be a believer that lives with depression. That's not your, doesn't have to be your narrative. Maybe you've accepted that you're a believer that's going to just live with anxiety and I just got to get used to it. I'm just going to load up on different medications and I'm not saying that counseling or those type of things aren't healthy for some people. What I am saying is there's always a missing element. I feel like when we talk about this, I feel like the missing link, right? to even talking about some of the mental health stuff, which I won't get into, is man, there is an element of the gospel that must be brought in. There is an element of the gospel that must be brought in. If the Holy Spirit is our counselor, I wanna say I believe God is all for counseling. But guess what? Who better to counsel you than the one that knows the inner parts of a man? Than the one that knows the deep thoughts that go into your mind and the deep things that you've kept in your heart that no one else knows. I wanna pray with you this morning. That wherever you're watching, maybe you know someone who's been struggling with depression, they've been struggling with anxiety, fear, insecurity, it plagues them. And there's this roller coaster of one day they're well, one day they're not. I'm going to believe that God's going to, he's going to just smooth that thing out right now. That there's going to be breakthrough. I believe, and I've seen in my own life, the power of prayer and the power of moments 
Remember, every great move of God in someone's life is made up of moments of God. There are these moments that take place that lead you to breakthrough. And I want to pray with you right now, wherever you're at. I'm going to invite our, I'm going to invite our, our, our band up, and I want to pray with you this, this morning. And just believe that wherever you're watching from, that you're going to get touched by God. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name for every single person who's watching. Jesus, I don't know every condition. I don't know the, the extent, God, of what people may be going through or struggling. And even maybe there's disagreements with the theology that I have here that, Jesus, you can set people free. But I'm going to stand firm on knowing that, that your heart and your joy is to set the captives free. It's that, it's that we would cast our anxiety on you because you care for us. I pray right now, God, that you would overwhelm people that are watching with the love of God. You would overwhelm them with the presence of God. That they would feel so safe, God, to just give over this anxiety. They would feel so safe to give over this insecurity. So safe to give over this fear. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for who you are. Jesus, I pray you would set the captives free right now. Jesus, I pray that our emotions and our feelings would no longer lead our faith. In the midst where everybody has a different opinion of, of everything, may you steer us in the right direction. Holy Spirit, I just pray, just, even for someone watching in their home right now, I just feel like there's a woman who's watching right now and you are plagued with, with so much torment in your mind. And you've accepted that your faith is going to be accompanied by anxiety. It's going to be accompanied by depression. And that's not, that's not the gospel. That's not the good news of Jesus. When I read the scripture, everybody he came in contact with, he set him free. So Father, I pray in Jesus' name, you would set people free. You'd set this girl free, Lord, right now. Watching in her home, Lord, right now. Father, I just pray for fathers that battle anxiety and fear. Generational fear, generational anxiety. That you would break it, Lord. God, I pray that anxiety attacks are going to cease in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name.